What's up, fellow hard gainers? Welcome back to the Build and Keep Fitness Podcast, where you follow me, Timothy Averill, as I traverse the life of a hard gainer college student, constantly acquiring knowledge and making mistakes so you can learn how to build and keep muscle, health, confidence, and a better life overall. Sorry, I had to drop my notebook, but today in episode 32, we're going to talk about basically how to tweak a workout program to better fit your needs and to better fit your ability to perform said workout program. And we're going to do that using the Jeff Nippard comeback program that I mentioned in, I believe, the quads episodes because I have had approximately an eight-month training break. Yeah, that's right. I haven't. That's right. I haven't properly been in the gym um, since potentially the springtime. It's been rough. Um, I had uh, teller tendonitis resurfacing for running, so I was inconsistent with running. Um, so I was. I, well, actually, no, I was out of running at that point. Um, so I was losing motivation to do gym work, um, and also quarantine was like just starting to hit, and while I'm an introvert and quarantine necessarily didn't affect me too much, uh, luckily, um, luckily for me, I'm really blessed to be able to say that, um, however, it did really hinder my ability to be motivated and the isolation plus injury plus lack of motivation because of lack of people to hold me accountable really did a number on me and then i kind of just fell into the pattern of not doing anything um for a bit i was doing a little weights with cross country very little um but that also being in collegiate cross country prevented me really from creating my own workout program and from um kind of doing my own thing in terms of strength training and working out um however i had i have talked to my coach and he did say he was okay um with me lifting um, there were, but there were a couple, like, there was, like, like maybe one main requirement, and that's one of the things I'm going to be going over today, um, is that you need that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's one of the things I'm going to be going over today, how to um, tweak a workout plan to better fit your schedule, especially if you're in other athletic events or other, um, just any athletic activities where you might be sore on certain days, how to kind of work around that. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Of course, I'm going to link the program down below and any other things I mentioned, I'm going to try to link down below. But of course, I'm um, just like any other episode, and I haven't said this before, but for any episode, if I say I'm going to try and link something or I'm going to try and put something in the description, um, whether it be on the podcast episode or especially if I'm saying I'm going to put it in the YouTube description, um, because YouTube episodes haven't been posted as of this episode, um, once I eventually move everything to YouTube, I'm not going to rewatch everything to see, oh, I said I was going to put this in the description. I'm not going to remember. Just It's going to be weeks past that episode, potentially like a month or two past the time, or maybe three past the time I've made that episode. So please do me a favor. If I did not put something in the description that you'd like me to put in, in the description, please um, email me or leave a comment or something like that. My email is in the um, description. And on YouTube, if you're leaving a comment, um, just leave a comment on YouTube. Go to the comment section and type it in. But I would really appreciate that. That helps me. Um, well, that helps keep me in check and helps remind me that, oh, I need to put this in the description for you guys. But it also give, allows me to give you the information that you may need to better understand the topic or to get a better grasp of it. Now, um, in order to best follow this episode, because I cannot screen share um, over podcast formats, um, the best way to do it is to go to the link down below, click it, download the program, and follow along with me. Um, I'm going to copy and paste the download link from Jeff Nippard's um, video about it, but I'm also going to put the YouTube link to the video um, talking about comeback principles so that if you can't download the program or you don't want to for whatever reason, it is free, by the way. I don't get any money doing 
by doing this. He doesn't get any money by doing this. It's completely free. Uh, I know because I downloaded it and I didn't pay anything. Um, but yeah, just in case the link, the download link doesn't work, the YouTube video I'll put there as well. So A, you can get the information from it, but B, if the download link doesn't work, you can get the download link from there. And if I mention any other like videos, which I know I'm going to mention one, the link will be down there below. But like I said, pause this episode now, download the program, and then you're going to follow along with me so that you can really get the experience. Because otherwise you're just going to hear me say exercises and you're not going to get a kind of a taste of the layout of it and how it actually looks, which is very, very important when we're talking about tweaking a workout program. So pause the video or pause the episode now. Okay, now that you've unpaused it, let's get on to the episode. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about when, you, when you're looking at something, when you're looking at a workup program and you're deciding what to tweak and what needs to be tweaked, the first thing you need to look at is your ability to actually do the individual exercises, right? And this is, there are kind of two facets to when I say ability. Number one is your environmental ability. Like, do you have the actual equipment, like the means to do this exercise? The second thing is, do you have the physical ability to the, do the exercise? So we're going to start with environmental Essentially, all I'm saying is if you don't have a pull-up bar and the workout program says pull-up bar and you can't go to a gym or get a pull-up bar, you can't do a pull-up exercise. So having a pull-up exercise there is useless. It does nothing for you. I do have a pull-up bar, so this isn't applicable to me, but what is applicable to me is on, hold on, let me go to the exact day so you can see it. It is leg day number two. And by the way, all of these, um, this is a four-week program. I'm on the push-pull leg split, by the way. Um, I forgot to clarify that. That's my bad, but I'm on the push-pull leg split. And we're just looking at week one because the weeks in terms of exercise selection and um, day um, and the order of the days and the order of the exercises are the same per day. It's just it's, there's changes in the uh, sets or reps or RP slash percent one RM. Um, that's the only real difference. It progresses from there. So we're just going to look at week one. But if you go to leg number two, where it says leg press, warm-up sets two, sets two, reps eight, RPE of six. And if you don't know what RPE is, it's um, uh, it's something of perceived exertion, rate of perceived exertion, something like that. Um, it basically it's like a scale of one to ten, how difficult it's being. So a six is pretty moderate, a little bit on the harder side, but it's generally it's a moderate thing. But anyway, leg press requires a leg press machine. I do not have a leg press machine in my garage, so I cannot do the leg press exercise. Because of that, I know I can't do it because I just don't have the ability to do it. I don't have the machine. I substituted an exercise for that. And when you're substituting an exercise, especially when it's made by a trained professional and you don't know what you're doing with training programs, which I know a little bit, but I don't know as much as Jeff Nipper by any means. And this is a specifically made program. I'm going to try and keep my exercise substitutions, my exercise selection as close to the original as possible. So for instance, I'm substituting leg press, so I want to do something that's going to hit obviously the legs because it's leg day, but have the same kind of biomechanical pathway if possible as leg press. So because it's leg press, I'm going to pick the squat because it's the same basic movement, generally speaking, but I'm going to pick the front spot, front squat specifically, because I believe the uh, front squat or the leg press is more quads than uh, glutes first off, but second off, I want to focus on building quads anyway. So I want to um, make it a front squat. Legs number two has a back squat already, so I'm going to add a front squat to this, um, to legs number two instead of leg press. So that's the first thing. You, just machine. You, if you don't have the machine, you can't do the exercise. It's simple as that. There's also on um, pull number two, you see reverse pec deck. I don't have that exercise either. So 
if I if you look at the motion of the reverse pec deck, you're just gonna have to look it up. It's essentially like you're kind of holding your arm straight up but slightly bent, and then you're moving your arms until basically as far back as they can go. That's essentially the pathway of the exercise, and it's training the tra uh, the uh, kind of the rear delts and the trapezius or rhomboid muscles. Um, so you can do that similar kind of exercise with a band or a cable machine. There are also other exercises you can do similar to that. That's I would probably use a band and then kind of simulate that exercise just with the band is probably what I would do to substitute for that. Um, most of the other things I can do, um, hanging leg raise is another thing. And actually, I'm going to use that as a segue because I was just looking at other exercises. But hanging leg raise, I can like equipmently do it. Equip equipmentally, there you go. That's not a word, but that's okay. We're making up words all the time, but equipmentally, uh, do the exercise because I have a pull up bar in my closet door right behind me. However, I can't do the actual exercise physically properly, at least for I may, might be able to do it for two reps, but it's saying reps six to ten. I can't do hanging leg raises for six to ten reps. What I can do is hanging knee raises, and that's another thing being able to know, knowing what you can and can't do physically so you can substitute an exercise now when we're talking about nuance like i can't do a hanging leg raise or semantics not nuance i don't know what's the right word but i can't do a hanging leg raise but i can do a hanging knee raise you don't really it's not really a huge substitution for instance if i couldn't do like a bodyweight pull-up i would just add a band so then it would be technically a banded pull-up which is technically a slight it could be considered a different exercise but i wouldn't even consider that exercise selection that's just exercise modification which is another thing in and of itself but that's important as well because you need to go through the actual workouts and say, hmm, I can't do, a f and be honest, I can't do a physical push-up. I can, but for the example, let's say I can't do a like one push-up. Knee push-ups. Or um, there are other ways to mo just modify your push-up, modify the exercise. I can't do a bench press, at least with the bar. Um, get a lighter bar, use dumbbells, start with push-ups. There are other ways to modify the exercise to do that and that's one thing you need to do but i'm talking when i'm talking about being able to physically perform the exercise i'm mostly talking about injuries for instance if you have a shoulder injury don't attempt to do the overhead shoulder press okay don't attempt to do a lying tricep extension okay if you have a glutes injury don't attempt to do the hip thrust don't attempt do not attempt to deadlift okay that's like the most simple form not being able to physically perform it okay so if you can't physically perform the, the exercise, either modify it so you can, or if it's in the case of an injury, don't do it. Do not do it. Okay. And unfortunately, in that case, if you're injured, you're not, it's not going to be as easy to substitute in an exercise that's biomechanically sim similar, because even if it's biomechanically similar, it's going to use the same muscle groups in order for it to be an effective exercise selection, at least in the way that we said it in the previous uh, topic where it's the same muscle group and it's kind of the same pathway and the same focus of the exercise. Unfortunately, if you're injured, you're kind of out of luck. There are things you can do to work around it, of course. But if you have a shoulder injury, most of your push workouts, you're not going to be able to do most of the exercise, which is really unfortunate. But that's all of that is essentially what I mean by your ability to perform the exercise environmentally, environmentally like equip or equipmentally, and also physically your ability. Next thing we're going to talk about is scheduling, which this is what I was talking about when I said coach had uh, like a requirement, like basically one main requirement, which was if I'm going to work legs, the legs need to be on Tuesday and or Friday. And the reason for that is because Tuesday and Friday are the hard workouts for cross country for track. 
right? Tuesday, we generally do a tempo run. Um, and Friday, we generally do like speed work or, in, or interval training. So in these next few weeks, we're doing like 400 meter hills. Uh, sometimes we'll do mile repeats. Sometimes we'll do um, 1,000 meters or 400 meters or 300. Uh, it depends. Interval training will be generally Friday. Tempo run, which is essentially just tempo pace is roughly a, a minute or a minute 10 faster than your mile uh, PR, which is personal record pace. So tempo run is more of a, a longer but fast fast paced thing. Um, and obviously it's slower than actual interval training because in you know, tempo runs, the fast people are running like seven, eight mile tempos. Um, interval training, again, you're running maybe mile repeats and that's like on a long day. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Y'all don't want to hear about the intricacies of cross-country and track training. But my point is, Tuesday and Friday are the hard workout dates, which means we're going to be sore. And he doesn't want us to do legs and then have our legs sore going into the hard workout days, right? He wants us to hit legs after we've hit the hard hard workout days so that they don't interfere with that training, right? So because of that... Luckily for me, on a push-pull leg split, there are two leg days, and they are split. Are they sp- and they're spaced equally enough apart so that I can put a leg day Tuesday and Friday. However, I will say, well, sorry, <clears throat> clarify. I can put my leg days Tuesday and Friday if I make an adjustment to Jeff Nipper's training program because he has legs first, which ideally I would like because I want to work on the quads and the glutes a lot. Um, however, because I can't do that because the scheduling. If I start my program on Sunday and then I do push pull legs, like the name suggests, and then push pull legs and then rest, push pull legs Tuesday, leg day, push pull legs Friday, leg day, rest on Saturday. And that works perfectly for me. And that's a really good example of um, adjusting your training based on scheduling. Um, if you know you're doing an athletic activity, let's say, like I just said, you're doing maybe soccer on Saturdays. I mean, you're probably going to, if you're doing anything Saturday, Saturday will probably be a rest day for most people. So I guess that doesn't matter unless you want to start it on Monday, um, then your rest day will be Sunday. But if you're doing something on Saturday, uh, like you like you have like a soccer game or like a heavy physical activity, I mean, for a push-pull leg split, you can just have your rest day Saturday. And if there's every single training split, for the most part, is going to have some form of a rest day. Um, unless you're doing a body part split and you do it properly so that all your muscles get adequate recovery, um, just have the rest day. If it's like a Saturday, have the rest day on Saturday. So you don't have to worry about that. But if you have stuff going on during the week, let's say like intense, like, excuse me, like a cycling class. If you do a cycling class, that's actually a really good example. Or you do a jazzercise class or something like that. that uses cardio, that's called cardiological or uses your legs. I would suggest if you have, if you highly prioritize that session, um, then do the workouts that day after do the or do the leg workout. I mean that day after that, or if you can only do one leg day, um, space it properly so that you only do. Um, sorry, <clears throat> my mom just yelled, so I got a little uh, distracted. But what I was saying is, if you only have like one or two leg days and you can potentially space them apart, you can also space them apart away from the session, depending on how you want to approach the issue. If you want to consolidate your leg. Um, fatigue to the, kind of that one day if possible you can do that or again you can space them out if you so wish i'm going to take a break because i believe it's dinner time um I'm, this is just a mental note that i stopped after um scheduling so i'll see you in a second all right guys i am back thanks so much for waiting 
Um, I'm back home now, so it's cool. I don't have to cook every meal anymore, so that's great. But anyway, I just talked about scheduling, so now I'm going to talk about prioritization. And basically what that means, it's prioritizing kind of the sessions or the muscle groups, um, really, that you want in terms of act the actual days, that is. Um, for example, since the, the one rest day a week that you get is on a Saturday, it is best to train, if you pick one muscle group that you want to train the most that you want to focus on let's say for my example quads actually you know could switch it up let's say you're trying to really train uh, like the the lats the lats and the traps right so obviously that's the pull days so since your one rest day a week is on saturday the best thing to do to optimize kind of your uh, lat and trap development would be to put the pull day the first pull day of the week on monday because that's coming right off of a rest day so you're the freshest for that day um, and then the next thing we want to talk about is essentially goals, which is kind of, it's very similar to prioritization where it's just, you're focusing on your goals. You're focusing on the things, uh, that you want to do, that you want to accomplish the muscle groups that you want to grow and get stronger the most. And that's just very small tweaks, um, in terms of maybe, uh, muscle groups <coughs> in terms of, uh, like exercises or, uh, muscle groups or what's trained and stuff like that. Those are very, that's a very kind of, you this is very very excuse me these are very little specific things that aren't necessary necessarily necessary actually to change um even if you are trying to specialize for one muscle group but they're very very uh small changes for instance one of my goals is um well this isn't a goal but one of my goals is posture and one of the medians or one of the ways i'm achieving that goal is to do face pulls face pulls are a very very good exercise that help with posture benefits they help with like the whole kind of upper back chain um shoulders um exter- external rotators in the shoulders rear delts trat not trats traps they also help with lat development um yeah all that all those muscles back there really helps with them and i actually want to do those every single day so if you look at pull uh, day three, this is the rope faceable, three by uh, 12 to 15, at about a seven RPE. <clears throat> that is actually a, a muscle, or not a muscle, uh, an exercise that I want to do every single day um, after a workout, and the reason I want to do that is because of an Athlean X video um, about faceables, and I'm going to link that um, in the episode description, but that's why I want to do it every single day. Um, so because of that goal, obviously that's going to affect um, pull days. Specifically the pull day again pull number one, which has the rope face pull, right? I don't want to do the rope face pull for six sets Right, so what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to do a face pull variation. That was also from Athlinex It's called the rope. It's called the face pull with the trap raise Essentially you do the face pull how how um, Jeff Cavalier shows you in that video that I'm going to put down below But then you basically do a shoulder press and what that does is called the trap raise because since you're pressing it with your shoulders It activates the lower traps because the lower traps have a very very um, Big role in stabilizing your arms, especially when they're above your head, right? For those of you who don't know the trap muscles are actually the rhomboid muscles um, They're the same thing. It's the kite shaped muscles in the middle of your back that is primarily um, primarily there or primarily um, as aesthetically to uh, back like thickness um, it includes the upper traps which is the things above like next to your neck and between your neck and your shoulder that makes you look more muscular but that's just the upper trap portion and that's part of it there's also the middle trap and the lower traps lower traps again like I just said have a very high um, not a very high very big role in 
stabilizing your arms when they're above your head. So doing that extra raise, A, it does that for the lower traps, but it also activates the upper traps and the mid traps as well. So that's why it's helpful there. So basically, instead of doing a rope face pull for the pull day one, since I'm doing face pull every day, and this is a pull day, and I don't want to do face pull twice, I'm just going to increase the difficulty of the rope face pull there. So it gets the same benefits as the face pull, but also adds a little bit more trap development. And okay, that is actually it for today. Like I said, I'm going to link Jeff Nipper's video. I'm going to link um, the download link for this program as well. Be sure to check it out. I really appreciate Jeff Nipper making this, especially in such a time where a lot of people are going to need it. Uh, I know I need it, and um, yeah, this is a very, very great program to follow. Again, it's just a, it's simply a bridge. Just to, to clarify, in case you don't know, or in case you're not going to watch the video, essentially what it is, it's a bridge program or a comeback program um, that's meant to well it's meant to be your program to come back from a training gap and to bridge towards normal training because if you come back from a training gap or training break you simply just can't it's not smart to just go and jump in training the same way you have to do it a certain way and that's what he outlines in the video and that's what he Im implements into this program um, I've looked at it I really like the program I'm going to be using it for all four weeks and just for a nice metric um, for a nice metric, just so you know, um, the amount of time it will take for you to get all the strength back that you had when you were lifting regularly, it's going to be about roughly half the amount of time that you were on your break for. For instance, like I said, my break was about eight months, so it should take around, it'll take probably most likely around four months to get my strength back. Now, there are um, different differences between individuals, but for the general rule of thumb, um, it's going to take about half the time and but I do want to say if your break is over I believe it was a year that rules kind of thrown out the window So if it's a break under a year actually I think he said like six months or more it might be out the window But definitely over a year that rules kind of out the window But like I said just watch the video it's a very good video very informative and it kind of tells you why The exercises in the program is the way it is so you can understand it better and thus you can have kind of more faith in in um, the program and how it's built so you don't have, feel the need to change everything like I did when I first downloaded it I wanted to kind of just tweak it and just make it better and better and better but I'm putting my trust in Jeff and I'm focusing my energies in terms of making programs on making my program for after this which by the way once I make that program uh, I'm going to make like make it as a I don't know a Google sheet or some or some format and then I'll link it in the episode where I announce it obviously I'm not I'm not a licensed personal trainer um, so I'm not going to sell it to you also because I, I just don't feel like selling it to you and they'd be useless because there's very few viewers, but, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, whew, I'm stuttering and stammering a lot, but basically what I'm saying is I'm going to make a program for myself. I'm going to link it for you guys, obviously free. I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm just going to give it to you and be like, Hey, here, here's what I'm doing. If you want to do it too, you can do that too. Um, but for now, like I said, this will be linked along with the video and the athlete next video about face pulls. Thank you so much for watching. I really, really appreciate it. If you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, feedback, ideas, or suggestions on any past or future content, please feel free to let me know in the YouTube comment section when this eventually makes it onto YouTube and on the, um, on my email actually at buildandkeepfitness at gmail.com, which is in the episode description as always. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, if you could give me a like or a follow or a subscribe or whatever you can on the platform, I would, again, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great day. Hope you found this informative. Goodbye.